Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back, baby. We survived Vegas. We're alive. Honestly, I didn't. I wasn't too sure. I wasn't too sure if I was going to do another show with you. I'm happy to see you. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, Sunday was wild in Vegas. Uh, That was a Chiefs-Bengals game. I didn't get to be with you guys. Luckily, Binkley was a very good substitute teacher. Uh, Shout out to Bink for doing that. Much appreciated. What? Binkley, the substitute. Yeah. Yeah, he kept me He's like kindergarten cop. Yeah. You've probably never seen that movie. I have. Oh, nice. Fantastic movie, yeah. We'll start calling Binkley Detective John Kimball. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Um, today was weird, uh, coming off of a win. Now, I have a couple of things that I think might make a little... Might make you feel a little bit better about yesterday's win. I know that win was, uh, it left you with a bad taste in your mouth. Um, just because of the way things unfolded, where we're at today, should be a fun show tonight. Red Reaction Show, Dusty Likens with you, Nick Price with you, 913-586-7610. Not our show, it's yours. Uh, feel free to call in. Let your opinion be heard. Because there's a few things um, yesterday that, that I learned from this Kansas City Chiefs team. Now, I know there's a lot of people that, that went to the internet, and I, I try to, like, monitor that and see everything with my own eyes. But I think yesterday there were two things that I learned. And, Nick Price, I know you've got some takes you want to rip off, so we got plenty of time. But, again, 913-586-7610. Uh, Jay Southland, Toe Service text line as well. Feel free to call in. Um, it's your show. It's not mine. I'm just here to – you know how, like, Carrington's here with Nate Taylor? I'm here but with you all, like, the, the city. So I set him up, you knock him down. Set him up, Joe, and play walk in the floor. 
So yesterday I learned two things about this Kansas City Chiefs team. Just two things. One is, for some reason, and I don't know what it is, but for some reason, Andy Reid's kryptonite is playing not to lose. I don't know why. I don't know what causes it. But I'm almost to the point where it seems like it gets out of his comfort zone. It's like me at a grocery store when I know where I'm going to get, I know what I'm getting, and then you run into somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and you get out of your personality. The Chiefs are up 27-0. to And then here I am talking about put the backups in. Who's going to get benched first, Russell Wilson or Chad Henney? And then it got kind of funky, right? Like you're watching that game, like what are we doing here? And it felt weird because it felt like this was one of those things where the offense had stalled out after the offense had already been rolling. A little bit of a concern in the front thing. And the one thing that I've learned out of yesterday's game, the second thing that I learned out of this game yesterday, again, 913-586-7610, Red Reaction Show, 610 Sports Radio, is every year Patrick Mahomes is just going to have one. He's just going to have one of those games. Now, if we're being fair, I think it's okay if he has one. Where we don't really know. We don't know what happens. But it happened against what I believe was kind of like in that Rams game. It's also happened in that Cincinnati game. And it happened yesterday. Where the guy that is the generational unicorn, right? The one that had the grenade toss, as Mitchell Schwartz called on Twitter, to Jarek McKinnon, which is another one of those idiotic, dumb, stupid, don't know how it happened plays. It just, the sad thing about that throw is that he threw it on a dime. Like he, he it, right. was, it wasn't like a, like a weird, he had to reach for it. Like it hit McKinnon in stride right in the bread basket. Well, it's always weird too when you just see Mahomes go out there and make a play that you physically can't make happen on the game of Madden. Was he looking at him? I Was he looking at McKinnon? He, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't. So, and like stuff like that happens. And then you watch the interceptions unfold. And something that I noticed yesterday that he was doing is that when he would throw it and that pressure was coming, it was like he was jump throwing it into the tackle which is causing velocity and accuracy to go off the throw. Now, eventually, he did hit a touchdown in the end zone, I think, to Juju Smith-Schuster oh, yeah. uh, with the great. jump and threw it over. Yeah, But he was doing that, and it was causing the ball to seem like it was deflated. But here's the thing. Out of the two things, the, the play not to lose kryptonite that is Andy Reid. Because here's, here's the third thing out of all of it, is that the Chiefs are at a point in their franchise and the way that they play football and the reputation that they have is that we can complain about a win like this, right? Like yesterday, I would hate to hear Dallas media today. Like they barely beat Houston, right? Had to come all the way down the field, 90-some yards. Dak Prescott just didn't look good. But Dak Prescott has like a two-week span where he's good, and then he has three weeks where he's bad, and then 
everybody in Dallas is calling for their quarterback's job. The Chiefs are at a point now where, like, if they win and it's ugly, you can criticize it because every win, the way this team is polished, should be crispy, nice, because, again, there was the shot at Kelsey smiling on the sidelines, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, they know what they got. They got a 27-point lead against a team that can't score 17 points. And then Denver exploded. Defense didn't look great. Andy Reid kind of had to change the course of where the play calling goes, and then you try to get too cheeky, and you mess it up. But that's just what I learned yesterday was that the play to lose, play not to lose mentality seems to be the kryptonite for this offense and the head coach. Mahomes every year is going to have that one game. He had it against the Dolphins. He had it against, if you want to call it, in that 54-51 game where he was kind of erratic and kind of not really himself, maybe trying to be a little too cute. He had one against Cincinnati, unfortunately was in the NFC Championship game, and then he had one uh, yesterday against the Broncos where he looked like he was in that mode where it was like, okay, like nothing you do is going to be worth a damn because he just doesn't care. He's playing a game that no one else is, and it is just one of those sit back and watch. And then obviously the last part is, you know, the defense is a bit concerning. Yeah, I think the defense definitely a little bit concerning, but I also don't think that the defense plays as bad if they don't give the Broncos multiple short fields to work with and turn the ball over like that. Like if the Chiefs are just able to go out there and protect the football and run some time off the clock and go put up points Mm -hmm. like they usually do, I think the defense is able to, you know, stay a little bit more energized and get after the quarterback. I mean, they had like six sacks yesterday and a pick six and – you know, another interception. So they definitely did a lot of good things yesterday. I think they were Mm -hmm. just gassed at the point of what was happening at the end of the half. And, you know, just kind of multiple possessions where your offense gives the ball back and gives them another chance after you make a stop. It's just deflating mentally. So they got to play on both sides of the football, right? Mm -hmm. And you're right. Mahomes has one of these games every year or so. And hopefully that's the one because you were playing against a team that's not equipped to come back from down 27, nothing, even though they almost did. But my biggest thing coming out of this game is what you already talked about. And it's Andy trying to play with a big lead. It's, you know, to make another Madden comparison. Sometimes you just got to go with the coach suggestions. You know, sometimes if it tells you to run the ball on first and 10, when you're up 27 in the, or after a couple quarters, yeah, just pound the rock, you know, yeah, I mean, just get your get your Knicks in there and try to you just know. try to run some clock and try Nick to, and you know, I don't know. I think that if they would have yeah. leaned more on the run late in the game, that would have opened up some easier passes for Mahomes because you saw it on two of those that uh, went to the linebacker on those interceptions. I mean, mm-hmm. he was trying to squeeze it into a spot in the zone that wasn't really there, and a lot of times he completes that, but he's trying to do a little bit more because you haven't softened it up for them, and they kind of know that you're going to drop back and pass this just because you like to pass the football. Right. Signals up. Batman, go ahead. You're on the show. No, uh, you, you know, you guys are you guys are the men. It's when uh, the wolf's bane meets the werewolf. It's the best show that could possibly be allowed on the air. And, and the bat, I just got one thing to say before I, I talk about the red machine, and it's about the Kansas and Missouri game. Saturday, and, I, and on, the, on Saturday, the Kansas Jayhawks gave MU more beak and dick than they want. Oh, my. And, and I guarantee you that was the intention of that, mm. and it's rock chalk all the way. Now, 
then we get to something more important, which is the, the Chiefs. And I know there's a lot of frustrated fans that watch the game, but most of the people that have any relationship or know anything about Coach Andy knows what he's doing. We're into the final four games, uh, even though we have an extra game this year, the final quarter of going for what he, they strive for every year. And Andy's in control. He always has been. And, and things might look a little sketchy, but it doesn't really matter because it's, this time is just what uh, AI would say practice. It's practice time, although it's full speed. So the playoffs are coming up. That's all you got to think about the final four games. We got the, we got to go for the number one or two seed. Obviously, it, it, if things go the way it looks like, uh, we're going to have to. Put, uh, when we were the number two seed, uh, wasn't it the Bills was number one, and uh, they locked and we and we walked in. I don't like going in that way, but we're going to be sitting just pretty where we're supposed to be. Then we got to get we get a hard mental mentally hard, keep winning, improve all on all our, our killer instincts. Which we've, you don't need a killer instinct when you're the best team out there, but uh, you have to have some motivation. And all you got to do is look at Patrick and, and that pass, and just look at the effort that he puts out every second. And just just look at Sir Patrick and, and your or Travis. And, and then the other thing I got to say is, uh, you got to you got to the only substitute when you have to. I mean, we if we once we make the playoffs, you can substitute. Uh, right away and save your players, but that breaks their momentum and their and their swag. So it's a, it's a, a sketchy place to go. Uh, Travis with this ten uh, his ten seasons with uh, uh, thirty seasons with a hundred yards or whatever, and then and of course the ten thousand yards. There you go. How can you? Yeah. What can you say about that? That's why he is the goat and will always be. Well, when I look at the team, we got three all pros this year. They're sitting there right there. And one of them is the punter, believe it or not, because he's been great. Besides Patrick and, and Travis, our punter has been great. And, and the other, we have a lot of guys that are right at an all pro level. Chris Jones is, you know, incredible. And I'm just telling you that there's all pros sitting there. And there's one in the making, and that's George Boris Karloftis. And if he doesn't get to the man, he only has two sacks, but he's been next to the man at least ten times. And isn't he the one that that made the uh, the quarterback from Cincinnati act like he was going with the hook slide in the backfield? So yeah, you're going to have to watch our defense. We're going to be ready for the playoffs. And all I can say is the werewolf. You inspire uh, all kinds of all kinds of effort in the kingdom. It's very lucky to have you guys. I love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Batman. Much love. Dan KCK, go ahead, brother. Hey, Dusty. Hi, Nick. How you doing? You guys do a great job. And you hit it right on the head. You know, when it was 27, nothing. I took my shoes off and relaxed. I had my Miller Lite with me. And I thought they were going to put the backups in the game. And uh, why not run the ball? Come on. Give it to Pacheco. You know, I know Andy likes to, you know, uh, you know, throw the ball, but sometimes run the ball. You know, you got a big lead, you know. Just just do it that way, you know. Not that you always get it on the pass, you know, but I understand it, you know. You want to go for the kill, I understand that too. So uh, it was it was all around a great performance, and uh, let's go and get the division and take care of the Texans. Take care of yourself, guys. Thanks for the phone call, Dan. See, I'm with Dan on that. You got to run the football a little bit. 
even if you're second half possessions and in a majority of, you know, three and out or end up punting the ball, if they end in punts, it doesn't really matter as long as you start taking time off the clock when you're up 27 to nothing like Would that. Would Batman say you wanted Tommy T to be an all pro? Yeah. All pro hair. Uh, text line as well, 913-586-7610. This from the 816. Bro, bro, this is one of those times where we have to set it before that the ball should have been taken out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and we should have been running the ball a lot. Example, allowing less than 20 points per game and to have three turnovers and still put up 34 points in a division game, which are hardly ever easy. That's a go. As frustrating as it may be to watch that game, in real time, once you put it into perspective, to go on the road into that environment against that defense, um, gutsy win. There is something to be said about going out there and scoring 34 points and the sure. way that they started that game against what is a really, really good defense that they're building in Denver. Hmm. But you got to learn how to put the game away. Yeah, so I – all right. I'll react to that. We'll get back to your text messages. It's the Red Reaction Show on 6 and Sports Radio. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. I can't say this. Zero injuries yesterday. Is that is that correct? Nobody got hurt? That's a win. Am I missing anything on that? Because this Monday night game has just been atrocious. That's brutal. And everybody's just getting hurt. There's already like four players out for the game. Kyler Murray definitely James blew Connor his ACL. James Conner just went down. I got a lot of fantasy implications. Conner's hurt. Ramondre Stevens is hurt. Kyler Murray's look bad. That's probably season end. Definitely I mean, I'm ACL. not a doctor, but. So here's, the, here's how you always can tell it's probably an ACL. Non-contact, doesn't get up, cart, towel over the head. Towel over the head. That's, That's the, the parlay key. for a torn ACL. Yep. If those all hit, well, sorry. That sucks. And then Ramondre Stevenson got hurt, and then Devontae Parker got hurt. Good God. One thing I've always said is that this time of the year, you can just get away with wins, but man, uh, <laughs> you know, it's better when when you win, you win the division game, and you get out with zero injuries. Because next week you're going to get McCall Hardman back, you're going to get Kadarius Tony back. I think. Yeah, he's been practicing. Um, you know, yeah. he was kind of up in the air this week. They're just not rushing it. Yeah, I mean, why would you? You didn't need him against going the into Broncos. The stretch, you can slow play it and make sure they're good for the playoffs. Right. Um, That's something though that they've missed is that kind of guy in this offense. Yeah. They both play the same kind of role. They just kind of miss that explosion guy. Yeah, that X-Factor guy, you know, that mm-hmm. jet sweep guy. That Tyreek Hill guy. You know how much? Yeah, they miss Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because they still have, like, the number one offense. Right. No, but, I mean, uh, uh, shout out to the A16 on the text line, but to put up 34 points on the road against that defense is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, the A16 is I also believe the defense the defense was playing soft, and I expect them to play with the, the passion they did. At the end of the game, they did shut them down, even after 
and interception for the third time. And they played so great at the beginning of the game. It was just that middle part where I think that the turnovers kind of took the juice out of the defense and it's team sport, man. Trey you know, Smith, we've been we've been talking about it. Trey Smith murdered a guy. Yeah. And then Chris Jones basically murdered Rippin yeah. on that play that was like a duck interception. Oh yeah. The other thing that I didn't like either was that and okay, this is gonna sound like I'm a complete homer, but like Denver Stadium is weird. It reminds me of like a baseball game at noon. Cause like how many times do you hear Denny Matthews if you listen to the Royals, which this is the flag station for the Royals? But, like, how many times do you hear, like, how tough it is to pick up a pitch coming from the mound to home plate when it crosses sunlight to shadow? Oh, yeah. That sun was bad. Which I think is why um, it hit McDuffie in the face. I feel like that doesn't happen very often in Trent McDuffie's career. I mean, it does, you know, it does kind of, you know, suck in the moment right there. Because if you intercept that ball, then, you know, maybe it's a whole nother story. The game's completely over. You don't really have to worry about anything. But that and then... Travis Kelsey looked a little off, just looked a little off. And again, tough environment. I get it. Denver sucks though. You're up 27 zero and uh, side note, Willie Gay's interception, sickest, greatest play in chiefs history. Without a doubt. That's I've it was ne- sick. There's not a, n- I don't know if I'm ready to say chiefs history, but name another one. Uh, my favorite part about it was he the tipped, stiff arm. He tipped at like the highest level. Then intercepted it with one hand. And then with the other hand. Put Russell Wilson to the dirt. Then scored. Tip, pick, stiff, touchdown. That was insane. So that's why that game is so weird yesterday. Because at one point, the Chiefs were so dominant. And then they just got it away from him. And one thing that they got away from was what I like that this team is doing now is that finally this team has figured out it's running back situation. Um, if I'm Clyde Edwards Alaire, I'm probably, you know, talking to my real estate agent. And this isn't a, a, a jab at Clyde. No, but but there's a team option next year. Pacheco's cheaper. McKinnon probably comes back. Or and, you find a guy like McKinnon. Right. And or McCole Hardman figures out he can run the same role as Jarek McKinnon. And instead of paying McCall Hardman a ton of money in a wide receiver market, you kind of corner him into a room and say, hey, we'll give you a two-year deal. Do what you can with it, and then we'll see what happens. Kind of like Tyree Kill. He didn't get a full big contract right away. He got a little bit of a deal, and then it exploded, right? So, and when I say exploded, like the contract he got in Miami. But the thing about yesterday is that I think we have a solidified running back tandem. And I think that's something chiefs fans at the end of the day can put your feet up on the Ottoman and say, damn, it feels good to have that because was it not me or did Isaiah Pacheco go full Wade Davis at the end of the game? Oh yeah. And that's a, you need that. You have a thunder lightning. Yeah. And McKinnon's like a, a, a dangerous lightning, right? He's the vibrant lightning. He's not just like the flash. He runs with a little bit of aggression. And I think that the one, two punch no pun intended, that they have with McKinnon and Pacheco is great. And I think the reason that it's great is I don't think Pacheco is that guy that is, I'm going to catch and then run. I think Pacheco just would preferably like to get the ball from the handoff and then go straight downhill. I mean, that's exactly how he runs. He throws his legs so hard into the ground. And and if you aren't ready to tackle him, you're screwed. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, that the nice thing about these two guys is 
Pacheco can go out there and catch a screen pass, sure. and McKinnon can take a handoff and run it up the middle. Which, great execution yesterday on the screens. The yeah. screens, that looked like classic Andy Reid, Jamal Charles. Oh, yeah. That looks like they took 20, like, 16, and then fast-forwarded to 2022, and that's what that offense looked like. But I think what we're getting to here is they found two guys that together make a complete running back room. And they need to utilize it when they're in games where they're up 27 to nothing on the road against a bad team. And there's no pressure because McKinnon is a vet and Pacheco is a rookie trying to make his mark. And yeah. he's going to take every opportunity he can to prove it. He runs hard. Very. He runs like Jackie Battle. Very hard. Remember that's him? A, that, yes, that's a, that's a really, really disgraceful thing to say to Isaiah Pacheco. Um, Jackie Battle had a good stretch. He was okay. Um and Jackie never did anything to me. I apologize, Mr. Battle, if yeah, you're listening to this show. That. Red Reaction Show, 913-586-7610. Text line open as well. Dusty, love the show. You guys you guys rock. Uh, go Chiefs. Jordan and Olathe. Jordan, you rock. Thank you for the kind words from the 913. From the 954. I don't think that's Russia. Uh, hey, Dusty. Evening, man. Welcome home. Glad you survived Vegas. Thank you very much. Uh, I agree with what you, what you just read. I wouldn't have shut down completely. But after 27-0, I do think they should have taken ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand a little bit more, run more, and try to close out the first half and some running first possessions of second half, kill the clock and their spirit, and choke them out. Echoing the main statement is what we're, or the sentiment is what we need to do to close teams out better when we have the opportunity needed to be able for that years from now. Glad we got the win. Neil from Lone Jack. Neil, good to hear from you. Um. He's right, though. Yeah. I mean, this team with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes has never really been able to take that 27 to nothing or whatever it is. You know, like maybe they're up six, 17 or 14 points. They've never been able to really take it and just grind out the clock and put together yeah. three straight seven-minute drives like the really, really great teams are able to. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to do that, which, and- you know, everybody's got their own – their own way of doing things, and each team has their own identity. And this, I, the identity of a Mahomes team is never going to be pound the rock. But sometimes right. you just got to do it just to run some clock off and open things up for you. Do you think it's one of those things where we forget his age and forget like what he's trying to do? Because I think Carrington nailed it really good uh, in his show with Nate Taylor, where he said, "I think Mahomes in that one percent where every year is." get to the AFC championship game, win an MVP and win a Super Bowl. Right. Like not everybody can honestly, like Kirk Cousins is never saying that Kirk Cousins. Is like, let's just get to the playoffs. Right. Maybe I make maybe a miracle get, run, you know, and with Mahomes, you know, again, I think a lot of people forget that he's 27. So like these things are going to happen. That's why I think once a year, you're going to see this type of game until eventually he gets to the point where he's like, I know this league so well, I can tell you like Rogers got there eventually far I think kind of got there. I think he always was a wild man. Um, Peyton Manning got there. Tom Brady got there to where like it was just everything pauses, right? Everything just shuts down. And the, have you ever seen, it's, I forget what, it, For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner? Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. So it's a movie about a guy. He's got his last game. He's played for Detroit. He's playing the Yankees. And he has this thing where he calls clear the mechanism. And he's on the mound and everything shuts down. And it's just him, the catcher, and the batter. Nothing else is out there. And then the announcer's like, it's like him and nobody else. Like, he just clears everything out. The game slows down. It just pauses and goes in slow motion. Eventually, it'll get there, right? This is Mahomes' sixth year in the league, fifth year as a starter. So he's still going to have these wild and rowdy moments. But again, as long as it's once a year, then I think we can live with it. Eventually, you'll just, you'll never see it, or it'll be like once every, like, 
34 games, it'll be like, ooh, that's a, you know, that's not an A, B, C game for Mahomes. That's a D game. I know the yardage was up there to 70-250 in the first half, and then you also had the, uh, you know, the second half that just kind of slipped away. But I think the other part about the the running out the clock thing is that they finally now know that they can trust this two-headed monster. Because that's one thing that takes Andy Reid a lot of time is like when he can trust you, then he can go through with it. And right now they've never really had situations consistently where when they play teams and they get up on teams, they just pull back. I just hope he can trust them. I think he does now. I think, I mean, he should, right? Based off of what they've shown and everything, but we've never seen Andy Reid be able to fully just say, hey, we're up big, let's run the football. Right. It just doesn't happen. It's just you'd think that with all these years in the league that he'd have, like, playbook A, which is, like, your starting playbook, playbook B, which is the one that you come from behind in, and then the C playbook is is the blowout. How do we – what plays can we run that we know we can just – Kill clock. Even if you got to run screen passes. Now don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, run don't get me wrong. Those. It doesn't have to be run, run, pass, run, 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 pass. run, pass, punt. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be the old 2008 Chiefs out here. It doesn't have to be the Matt Castle era Chiefs, the Herm Edwards, all that kind of stuff. Like, mm. we can be creative with it when we're designing these plays. But really, it's just it's about finding that balance, right? Because for a while, we were like, why aren't they? Why are they only running the football and punting in the second half? Maybe know, why just... are they only doing this? Because they're just trying to sit on the ball and they're not putting teams away. Now you got them being a little too aggressive late in the game mm-hmm. and turnovers are going to kill you. And the more times you throw the ball, the more opportunities there are to turn the ball over. Maybe they just get bored. But either way, like last year, I think the toughest thing was to make sure that he threw the check down in the short pass. Then the long pass will open up either way. Uh, from the 913, love you guys. You guys are awesome. Lance, thank you, Lance. You're awesome. Neil from Lone Jack also says, congratulations to Travis. 10,000 yards. I was so hoping that he would pass Shannon Sharp yesterday for fourth all time on the tight ends list for yards, but we just didn't quite get there. They tried to get him there, but he just didn't quite get there. We'll finish this segment with Big T and Shawnee. Big T, go ahead. Hey, hey, hey Dust, man. Uh, Nick, thanks for taking my call. So- Always. You kind of stole a little bit of my thunder. I was talking to my buddy Gino, and other people have been saying this too. The Chiefs kind of look stale. Well, you hit the nail right on the head, baby. When you're missing a speedster like McCole Hardman, and then I know Tony just came along, but he has that element too. When you got two diverse guys who are speedy like that, and, and, and you have that offense that we run, it's been kind of uh, uh, diluting the offense a little bit. It's been stale, and that's why when we see those two guys at back, you're going to be rocking and rolling because they've been running those big tight ends out there. You know, Kelsey's already part of the offense, but they forts it and gray and putting the, the, the fullback and then running more and stuff, which is no problem. I think the Chiefs are rope-a-doping us, baby. They, everybody's got to calm down. I think the most of the people that are upset about that game yesterday was the people play fantasy football. I think their they're, they're butts start puckering up a little bit, and they start fretting, going, oh, I'm not going to win my league. Screw your league. It's about winning games, baby. And, and you know what? When we want, let a guy that had, when we let it rip like that, because that's how our offense flows. 
And I know we got to run the ball, and he did good yesterday. We ran the ball good. Pacheco was the closer. That was a good call, Dust Man, on the way Davis thing. That was fully. But you you got to you got to see the big picture, everybody. When they sling it, he's going to make some some bad throws, and and he's not going to be perfect. But what odd damn team in the league can go uh, do what they do? Beat a team. Just whoop ass on a team for 14 straight times since 2000, what, 15? It's a divisional game. That team wants to win. Can you imagine that family? Uh, the Chiefs, we got to win. We got to win. This is our Super Bowl. We can't beat anybody. We got to break that streak. Can you imagine that? That streak is like a, a monkey on your back, a dark cloud. But the king of sling, our rifleman, he has a, a, those throws that are so dynamic. He delivers from every angle imaginable. He wasn't even looking when he threw it to McKinnon. Are you kidding me? Nobody can make that play. He's the MVP, not Hurt. Screw Hurt. Screw Hurt. It's it's Patrick Mahomes, baby. And you got to roll with the Chiefs. We're going to keep this thing going. And, and number 15, when he makes those plays, that's the most valuable play in the in the That Schuster play was just one, then he has two. Come on, man. And, you know, the guys they played, like I was saying, Denver, it's going to be 15. Who wears number 15 when they come to Arrowhead? We're going to be 15 in a row. Who wears 15? Patrick Mahomes. That that Denver's cursed. They're cursed. And this is just going to keep going and rolling. But I'm telling you, the, the, the guy we beat yesterday, Russell Wilson, man, he played pretty good. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> More like Mr. Limited. And that team, too. And as they say, they took it to the limit as the Chiefs kicked your ass one more time. And as always, let's go, Chiefs. Let's go out and beat them Houston, Texas. Let's put a whoop-ass on them. And I call that Missouri game. We put a whoop-ass on them, too. <laughs> but as always, go, Chiefs. Big T, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Love the Eagles reference, too. Can't hide those lion eyes. That's what they said to Russell Wilson. I'm I'm sorry. He's fine now. He's already tweeted. He said, Jesus, I'm grateful two hours ago. I, I thought for sure. Those eyes was, didn't lie, that, man. That was a meme moment right there. Those eyes didn't lie. I was lie, sitting there. Man. I was watching TV with, or I was watching the game with a Ugh. girlfriend. I was like, that's going to be a meme all over Twitter. I was, I was worried about that, man. When that happened, he was drooling and his eyes were crossed. Uh, when we come back, the rest of the division uh, is starting to take shape and form. Who the Chiefs would play today if the playoffs started? I think you'll like it. Plus, it's one, two, three teams left to really take focus on. We'll get into that next on the Red Reaction Show. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. this one short and we'll get out of here and then we'll come back and finish this show up but yesterday was kind of an interesting day because I know there's a lot of you out there that 
with this season, right? Like you're, you're more so just, Hey, let's check boxes off as quickly as possible. Go forward and everything will be all right. And I get that, right? Like I understand like, Hey, let's just worry about winning the division first. That's kind of like the PR way to look at the season. And what I mean by that is last night's game, Miami versus the Chargers. And if you listen to After Hours on Sunday and the Arrowhead Pride radio show on Wednesday with Pete Sweeney, I asked Pete that question. I straight up said, hey, is it more important to win the division this week or is it more important to narrow the gap between every single team that could be a possible one seed. And it kind of shook Pete's mind a little bit. Like, oh, that's actually like an interesting way to look at it. Because the way that you look at it in my in my mind, right? Buffalo top dog, you're two, Ravens three, Titans, they're no longer a threat. They've lost back-to-back weeks. Bengals, they have the win over you, but they're only one win behind you. And the Dolphins were a little bit of a threat, but now two games behind you, so you don't really Sitting have to worry about the Dolphins. Five, you know, right. probably done for them. They've got a pretty tough schedule coming up, too. So, I mean, yeah, three-horse race. Right. So, you've got Baltimore, who's without Lamar Jackson, probably until at least the last few weeks of the season. And Baltimore's got to make a decision whether they're just, like, fine with the, you know, they're, just, they're good with the, with the three seed. You know, they'll play a home game. Play the toughest wild card team because right now, as the two seed, A, you got to play week one. You don't get the automatic win and move on to the second round. Two, the team you're playing, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the reason why I say to me it's important to just get the double, get, get to the number one seed as quick as possible because the division essentially is already over, correct? Chargers can't win it. You have two wins over them. Broncos can't win it. They've been eliminated. The Raiders, their only hope is to win out and beat you at the very end. That's not going to happen. Yeah, the Raiders. They're out. So the division, eventually the magic number will get too high and it can't be reached and the Chiefs will just win it by default. So for me personally, the one thing that we should be watching the rest of the season is the focus on the other teams within the division, right? The Jets tried to do you a favor yesterday. That thing was what? 0-0 0-0 until about two minutes left in the first half, and then Buffalo scored, and then it was it was all but over after that because Buffalo just, at the end of the day, it was just too much for the Jets. And, and then Mike White was just being trotted out there like Weekend at Bernie style, man. Dude, that dude. Yeah. <sighs> that Toughness. dude's definitely peeing blood today. Yeah. Um, and so I think that when you look at it in, in, in that regard, you're looking at Buffalo, you're keeping an eye on Cincinnati, and you're making sure Baltimore drops at least once. Because Buffalo still plays uh, Miami. They still play, I believe, New England. But that's about it when it comes to toughness for Buffalo. They got to play Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah. Is it in Buffalo, though? Let me look it up. Because that's the one where... That's why you need Cincinnati to drop one somewhere shortly before that Buffalo game. It's in Cincinnati. Perfect. January 2nd. Primetime. That's uh, Monday Night Football? Yes. Okay. Because what? January I was trying 1st? to think if January 2nd was well, a was Yeah, because January so, 1st yeah. is always a week after Christmas. Right. Christmas on a Sunday. So, yeah, Monday Night Football. Um, so, yeah. 
Cincinnati hosting Buffalo. So, so you- they've got Dolphins at home. Mm-hmm. And then they got at Chicago, at Cincinnati, home against the Patriots to finish out. Okay. It's not easy. It's not as easy as the Chiefs is. I mean, the Chiefs should take care of business and win out. Yeah. Finish at 14-3. Yeah, because you play Houston, then you play Seattle, then you play Denver, and then you play at, or no, home against Vegas. Right, and you got, you've got some other teams out there. You're looking at Cincinnati's remaining schedule. they got to go on the road to the Bucks. Right. I don't believe in the Bucks. On the road to the Patriots. They play the Bills at home and the Ravens at home. Sure. We're talking about Lamar Jackson coming back at some point. You know, maybe it's by that time, week 18. These teams could end up beating each other in a way that pans out for you. But your number one thing is you just got to keep winning and you got to stay healthy. And you should. So that's why winning against Denver, ugly or not, you won division game. We come back. Patrick Mahomes takes a dip and it's going to hurt my wallet if it continues this way. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. We're back. Final segment on Red Reaction Show, 913-586-7610. Always a great time on Monday nights. Thanks for everybody here. Nick Price, thanks for you being here. Neil and Lone Jack, you are now here. Go ahead, my man. Dusty, I wasn't planning on calling tonight, but you inspired me. Don't worry about your MVP money. The man is going to turn it on the last four weeks. He's got dregs of the NFL to play with over the next four weeks. The MVP is set. Patrick's going to win it. This is how it's going to play out. I'm calling my shot. Buffalo loses to either Miami or Cincinnati. Doesn't matter what Cincinnati does. We got one game lead on them. We went out. The last time we won the Super Bowl was the year after we should have beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Last year, we should have beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. This year, also the last time we won the Super Bowl, Patrick won the MVP. This year, Patrick's going to win the MVP. We're going to win the Super Bowl. That's how it's going to play out. Don't worry about your money, baby. All right. I hope you're right, Neil. Not that it's my money. So, obviously, I've talked about this a lot this year, but I put a free $25 bet on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. It's a $300 payout. And for those of you that didn't see the games yesterday, Patrick Mahomes and his MVP odds have somewhat gone down. He is no longer the favorite. Now, Neil, the phone call definitely helps me. It definitely helps me relax. So the Vegas odds people came out and kind of explained why Patrick Mahomes isn't the favorite uh, as of right now. Quote, going into the Chiefs game, we still had Mahomes as the favorite, said Adam Pullen, associate director of trading at Caesar Sportsbooks. Mahomes, quote, put up numbers yesterday, but those three picks were definitely big. The Chiefs were hanging on for dear life against the Broncos after getting out of that big lead. While the Eagles totally dominated the Giants, that played part as well in switching Mahomes and Hurts. The Eagles also widened their margin for best record in the league. If you throw those factors in, it makes sense why Hurts is now the new favorite. Close quote. Um, sure. Whatevs. Um, 
I'm with you, Neil, and I'm probably with a lot of you else, uh, a lot of other people out there as well. I do believe Mahomes should probably win the league's MVP, and they were talking about it on the Nate Taylor show as well, um, because of many, many reasons, right? Jalen Hurts is going to be put on display when the Chiefs or when the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles play each other. That'll be one of those big time moments. That'll be his make or break. And for Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't really have that the rest of the year. The pressure is different for Hertz than it is for Patrick Mahomes. One, Mahomes has done this already this year or has already won an MVP before. The other thing is that Patrick Mahomes' schedule, Houston, Seattle, Denver, Vegas, if he plays that Vegas game, all are games in which they should probably have the opportunity for him to have a 280, 270, two to three touchdown, you know, type of capability. And the third and final thing that I will say is that we say this all the time, that these players don't necessarily look at stats or read the numbers or read the articles or Twitter or anything like that, but they do. And Mahomes knows he wants an MVP because guess what? There's a lot of things that ride on him winning an MVP. One, respect. Two, it's a second-time offense, and then it's not just a fluke that you won it once. And then the other thing, too, is that there's incentives, so he gets money when he wins an MVP. But I will say this. Jalen Hurts still got to play Dallas. Mahomes doesn't really play anybody. If Mahomes can get to 5,045 and be the number one seed, then I think it goes to Mahomes. I don't necessarily know he has to win the one seed, but Mahomes has a lot more capability and less pressure to get to numbers than Jalen Hurts has to just winning the MVP outright. I think when you're looking at it too, you know, they just showed Jalen Hurts' stats there uh, on NFL primetime. Mm-hmm. And he's good for, you know, like 230, 250 yards a game, one or two touchdowns. He's going to rush for some yards. He's going to maybe get a rushing touchdown. Mahomes has the chance to put the numbers up mm-hmm. and the numbers are generally what gets it done in like hand in hand with being one of the best, the quarterback on one of the best teams, which we already know that Patrick Williams is the quarterback of one of, if not the best team in the AFC, we'll see how it all shakes out. The biggest thing he's got to do is exactly what you said, which is go out there, take care of business, throw for 280 to 300 yards, three touchdowns or so a game, and just tighten it up a little bit. And don't, don't turn the football over. Don't get that interception number up. And I think you see this flip back on his head where Patrick Mahomes is the pretty big favorite going into the end of the season. Sure. We'll find out. Time will tell. Somebody from the 816 says, I think he'll win because Hurts will sit out the last week of the season. Well, there's a chance that Mahomes will sit out the last week of the season. Plus, I think the committee will look into that. I think it's a straight-up numbers game, too. At this point, I mean, you've got two teams that are at the top of their divisions, you know, one or two seeds. It's really all about who's going to put up the more historic, more impressive stats. Mm -hmm. And outside of the rushing numbers, Mahomes has got it. He's just got to lock it up on the interceptions. Because if he goes out there and throws six more interceptions over the course of the last four games, he's not going to win it. Yeah, I mean, the total touchdowns are pretty close. Because Hurts has... He's got a lot of rushing touchdowns. And throwing touchdowns. Right. No, he's had a great year. I'm not talking trash. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But, I mean, they are they are similar. I think when you look at it, though, and you see, like, 
you know, the number 5,000 yards passing sure. jumps off the page to you or 45 passing touchdowns. Well, I just think that if you look at the actual award, like who's more valuable to their team? Do the Chiefs do anything without Mahomes and can Philadelphia do anything without Jalen Hurts? That's a question for everybody to answer. They took away Tyreek Hill. They added A.J. Brown. There's a little bit of a, of a, little, a cushion for me there as well. Jalen Hurts has Devonta Smith. He has Miles Sanders, and he has A.J. Brown. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, MBS, Andy Reid. So, Battle um, more injuries, too. Yeah. The Philadelphia could win MVP and Coach of the Year all in the same year. Or the Chiefs could. Either way, both teams really, really good. Just Mahomes locked this MVP up because I'd really love to have a $300 payout, especially towards the end of the, or the first of the year. I am Dusty Likens. That voice on the other side is Nick Price. Thanks to all of you that listened. Thanks to all of you that called. Big T, Batman, Dan and KCK, Neil and Lone Jack. Um, thank you all. You all have a great night. Enjoy the Houston Texans game because it should be another win. Tomorrow night, Ron Hughley will join me on the After Hours show from 6 until 9 on 610 Sports Radio. I am Dusty Likens. Go out there and do something kind for somebody. This nasty, ugly world sure could use it. Take care, Ken. Send him out. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 